Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to say thank you to our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. And Gipper. Sports graphics made incredibly simple. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Tim Leesberg. Tim is a certified athletic administrator and he's the athletic director at Plant City High School uh, down in Southwest Florida. He's also a member of our FIAAA Board of Directors. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And I want to say this is uh, exciting times and uh, want to thank you for letting me be a part of this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Well, as you know, it's, um, it's an exciting, it's a busy time for ADs. So we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and maybe how your love of sports, you know, led to that first uh, teaching and coaching job. Absolutely. So I uh, originally grew up just outside of Flint, Michigan. And, uh, you know, my love of sports started at a young age. I'm the youngest of four, and my brothers both played football and my oldest played, brother played baseball. So uh, there was always this calling to, to want to be like them. I looked up to them a lot when I was, and still do, uh, when I was much younger. But, um, you know, wanting to be like them and, and, and you know, compete. And, and so started playing football and baseball, you know, five years old. My parents were the coach of my teams growing up through Little League. Um, in our hometown, you know, football was kind of the sport to play. And so a lot of us were pushed towards that and grew to love it and really enjoyed it. Um, my oldest brother uh, was on a team that started a winning streak at our high school. And it, it luckily it didn't end while I was still in high school. Uh, they, they lost a regular season game about two years after I graduated. So uh, it was fun and went on to college at Central Michigan University. I did not play uh, any sports there uh, collegiately. I did play on some intramural teams, but um, you know, got my double major in science and geography. Um, worked construction for a few years uh, after I graduated and had started working on a master's in science to come and be a teacher. Um, when I met my wife, she wanted to move to Florida so a week after we got married, we moved to Florida and 
uh, I had heard about Hillsborough's um, teaching program where if you had a degree, you could teach and you had three years to earn a teaching certificate. So that was my first guidings into teaching. I, I taught middle school science for six years. While I was doing that, I coached uh, flag football and track and basketball at that middle school. I did end up coaching football at the neighboring high school, at Blake High School here in Hillsborough County. Um, was the business manager at our high school, which kind of gave me the sides of, of what I currently do um, at the high school level, but uh, worked my way through and knew when I got into teaching that I wanted to go towards being an athletic director. It was always, I thought, a calling in there. Well, that's uh, uh, quite a journey. Uh, I, I wasn't aware about the Michigan connection. Um, how was that? I mean, going from Michigan to, I mean, you know, let's face it, it's, it's South Florida. Uh, that must have been a little bit of a transition. It, it was a little bit of a shock. Um, I'd only been to Florida once when she initially said that she wanted to move down here. And uh, she had moved down before we got married and started working a job. I was still working in in Flint at the time. Um, so I visited once just to see what it was like, but uh, um, I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I haven't always been in Michigan. Um, so it's, it's different. We get back a little bit to see the family. We try not to go in the winter because it's so much colder, but uh, um, it, it's, there's a lot more football down here than what I remember back home, you know, and that's, that seems to be a, a big thing. Baseball is really big down here. And, and, you know, growing up, we didn't have soccer in my high school. And um, two years after I started here at Plant City High School, our boys soccer team won the state championship. So being a part of that run um, after hiring our coach was, was a lot of fun. And you see the boys come back to the games and, and watch year after year. So, it was eye-opening. It was a, a, a change of, of what I had been used to, but, uh, you know, it, it's just a new experience each day with it. Oh, we've got a pretty good soccer program at McClay. We're going to have to get our teams together. Absolutely. Um, I know you said Central Michigan, but uh, Wolverines or Spartans? Spartans. <laughs> we're, we're a house divided. Um, I am a Spartan fan. My wife is a Wolverine fan, so... Uh, that, that battle comes once a year. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can relate 100%. Uh, my wife and I were both born and raised in Oregon, and uh, I grew up a Duck fan. You know, she grew up and was a Oregon State Division One athlete. So, uh, you know, we have our, <laughs> our civil war each year. Hey, uh, in our profession, you know, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentoring. And I'm curious, you know, who are some of your mentors uh, growing up, you mentioned your parents, of course, uh, but um, the phrase I like to use is uh, whose voice do you still hear in your head when you're talking to, you know, your coaches or your kids or your teams? You know, there's so many. I mean, always, I still stay fairly close with my parents. I talk to them, you know, at least once, twice a week just to, to see how they're doing. If I have questions, you know, they're always somebody I can turn to, but uh, I, d I do hear back quite a bit, you know, my, my former high school coach, who's now coaching at Fair State University in Michigan. Um, he was the guy that you, you uh, he could get you to do whatever you, 
he wanted. And, you know, you would run through a brick wall for him. And he, he found a way to bring out the best and the most work out of you and, and for you to tap into your potential. Um, so I, I look back at a, and hear his voice quite a bit. Uh, actually was able to run in with him um, right before this pandemic hit because he was recruiting one of our athletes. So it was, it was a good reunion at that time. Um, but then, you know, throughout, you know, in, in high school, I had a, a co-op job working uh, for our athletic director, you know, Wayne Wright, he was our head baseball coach and our athletic director at, the, at my high school. And so I had an opportunity to work with him, you know, for a couple of years and, and kind of learn a little bit of it with what I could as, as being a student at the school. Uh, obviously wasn't able to, to see the financial side of things and, and the, you know, what went into the hiring process, but the game setup and the, the day-to-day organization of, of everything. Um, so, you know, those are just some different people, you know, that from an early age on that I was able to, um, but, you know, after coming in and being, working in the schools, uh, you know, there's just a couple here in Hillsborough County that I've, I've really leaned on you know, Donnie Peak and Lannis Robinson, uh, probably the two main ones. Um, and, and still, if there's a question that I have, I can always easily reach out to them and they're willing to, to answer, so. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Lannis, uh, Lannis Robinson for our listeners, um, in addition to being the uh, president this year of the uh, NIAAA, he's also the county AD for Hillsborough County down the Tampa area. Uh, I know uh, that, you know, he really promotes the professional development and the LTI courses uh, for the ADs, not just in his county, but around the state. So, uh, Tim, share kind of your journey with, uh, you know, the NIAAA and, you know, your coursework, uh, you know, leading up to uh, earning your CAA. Absolutely. Uh, right after I, I took the job here at Plant City, uh, you know, Donnie Peak and I had talked a little bit about the national conference. He was explaining everything to me and uh, he had started taking some LTI courses and said, you know, if it's something you can swing, you should consider it. And he's like, you know, you're going to learn some different things through the courses. So that first year we had the NIAAA conference in Orlando and uh, I was able to make it um, for the whole event and, and took my first course there. Um, I want to say it was 501 was the course I took. It was the law class, one of the law classes. Um, and just at that point got hooked. And, you know, uh, originally when I was in high school and college, I thought I was going to go to, to law school. Um, you know, so that first law class, the LTI course kind of got me drawn into it more and more. And so I, I, I've taken, uh, I think all of the law classes that are, that are offered there. Uh, through the LTI, um, and I wanted to get more involved with it. In this past January, I was able to teach my first LTI course here in Orlando, um, and at a FIAAA board meeting that we had. Um, but just a great opportunity, you know. I, I enjoyed meeting new connections at the the NIAAA or the FIAAA conference, and and networking with people and and learning more through the classes of with the individuals that are teaching them, uh, whether they're current ADs or retired ADs, there was always something new that you learned through it and, and resources that you get. 
that definitely help through throughout the day-to-day uh, operations of the job. Well, and now that you've got that CAA as the Florida Certification Coordinator, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't encourage you to uh, continue working towards that CMAA level. Okay. Absolutely. I, I'm in the middle of actually working on that. Um, I think I've got three courses left to take. Uh, and then obviously the, the final presentation or project to, to present. So I've uh, been working on that a little bit. I'm going to sign up for a couple of classes for the, the conference in December, take them virtually. So. All right, outstanding. Okay. Um, let's go and jump right in and uh, talk about COVID. Um, we've certainly seen a variety of responses across the country uh, from states, you know, shutting down sports completely to some states moving them around, football moving to the spring and baseball to the fall, things like that. Um, even in uh, our state of Florida, uh, of course, we delayed for a month. Um, and then started back up. But as you know, uh, there's some schools over on the uh, other side of the state from you, Miami-Dade area, that are just now getting back on campus. Absolutely. So my question is, uh, again, for our listeners, what's happening right now in the Tampa area, Hillsborough County, and, and what's happening at your school, uh, Plant City, which, again, for our listeners, is uh, um, outside of uh, the Tampa area? Uh, absolutely. We, so you're right, you know, we delayed a month getting started with everything and, uh, you know, our, our, all of our fall sports are going at this point. We've, we've had modified schedules um, to shorten the seasons a little bit uh, with getting that late start. So instead of playing the 10 games, uh, you know, Hillsborough County is, is playing eight games in county. Um, you know, every school in the state of Florida, as you are aware, was opted into the state series and they had a deadline to opt out. Um, and my whole thought with that was why opt out? You know, if it's going to give our student athletes even one extra game, you know, it doesn't matter how, how good they are at this point, give them that opportunity to play a game. Um, because I think back to this past spring when, uh, you know, baseball, softball, track had to shut down. And we had so many seniors that their last game was were taken from them. You know, they, they were in the middle. Our track team was at an event when everything got shut down on March 13th. And the announcement came across that uh, due to COVID, they had to shut down immediately and send everybody home. I was on my way to that event and it just started. And uh, so it, it was it was eye-opening with how quick things could change. Uh, you know, our students in, in school and out on the fields uh, are wearing masks, um, you know, to, to protect themselves and to protect others around them. Um, you know, our athletes out on the field can, don't have to have the mask on, but if they're not actively engaged in the contest or in the activity, you know, if they're standing on the sideline, they've got to have that mask on. Our coaches all have to have their mask on. Um, you know, it's just walking around and, you know, we're pretty fortunate enough here that at Plant City, none of our student athletes or our students in general have opted out of the, the mask mandate here in, in the county. So, um, you know, we've, we've been pretty fortunate 
Uh, we've had a couple incidences in class where we've had to quarantine some students, uh, you know, just from whatever has happened. But uh, we had one game that was canceled due to, you know, the other team being shut down. You know, Lakeland High School was shut down their first two games, so we were their second one. Uh, we ended up picking up and uh, replacing a game with Manatee High School. So, you know, we've, we've been fortunate. We haven't lost any games. Um, and, and I think the, the focus is to, you know, if we can play games, we're going to try and schedule as many as we can for our kids. Uh, you know, it's, it's for them. It's, it's to give them the, the memories of what we can, you know, while, while they're still here. Uh, it's changed, you know, when we first started, it was four spectators for each player, each coach, each cheerleader and each band member at football games. Uh, volleyball, it was just the coaches and the players were able to give four spectators for their for each participant. So our, our numbers were down quite a bit. Uh, but this past week, they did open it. So we're allowed to go 1,500 uh, for football and 400 for volleyball. So, you know, we're, we're going to see a little bit of a change there with, with our numbers. They're going to increase a little bit. You know, not to 100% capacity, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, we've got a game tonight, which will be our first one with this 1500 limit. Uh, thankfully, we're not hosting, so I get to see how another school is going to handle it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, you just have to kind of roll with it and see where it goes, you know, and listen to your parents. Uh, you know, they're, they have concerns, you know, and it's, it's staying optimistic about everything. Let's go and talk about that a little bit for, you know, your home events that you've had at the reduced capacity. How has the game management gone? Uh, you know, you hear, um, you know, stories about, you know, this fan, uh, this parent doesn't want to wear a mask or just things like that. So how have your fans um, um, handled that? Uh, how's the game management been so far? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's been different. You know, you spend yourself, your time more, uh, say volleyball, you know, they've got to wear a mask. Um, and, and so you spend your time walking through the crowd, reminding people to wear the mask. We have a um, announcement that we make several times throughout the contest, whether it's volleyball or football, um, just a reminder, you know, to keep themselves and everyone around them safe, you know, that masks are required. And, you know, we have not kicked anybody out of a game. You know, we've, we've had to talk to them and, and just kind of reiterate the importance of wearing the mask. And, and it's for the safety of themselves and the, the student athletes. You know, we want to keep them healthy so that we can play these games. And, you know, it's, um, it, it's been fairly easy to this point. I think most of the parents in our, our community uh, have been very supportive of it because they they want to come out and watch their their kids or their grandkids play um, you know so it, it's been better um, last night there were a, a few more people who were trying not to wear a mask and, and as I walked through I wasn't on duty last night but you know one of our other administrators was and and you know there were just a Seemed like a lot more conversations about keeping the mask on. So I think as we get further into this, people are not as accepting of wanting to wear the mask. You know, I think they're they're getting over it. But 
you know, the message that we just have to keep sending is, you know, we're, we're, we're tracking in the right direction because we're doing it, but let's keep doing it so that we can get to a point where we won't be, and we're just not there yet. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, everybody's in that same boat. Um, Tim, you've been at uh, Plant City now for a few years, you know, you're there, you know, teacher and coach and now as AD. Um, what are some things that, you know, looking at your program, uh, what are some things that you feel that your coaches, your kids, you know, that so what are some things that you think you, that you do particularly well that, uh, boy, we really, you know, hit this one out of the park? Um, you know, it, it, I think our coaches have done a really good job with uh, promoting their programs, you know, within our school and getting the number of kids out there to, to play and you know talking with what they've done you know our, our our flag football team for instance will have 80 girls try out and you know it's just a matter of you know they're they're getting the students in their classes and having conversations about you know come on out it'll be fun you know think of the experiences and um i think our coaches really do a great job with that um you know we've We've been successful with with various programs. You know, our softball team, you know, three district championships in a row, and you know, regional finalists, state semifinalists, and you know, um, our boys soccer I mentioned earlier won the state championship a few years back. Our baseball team won the state championship two years ago. You know, it's it's they're they're building programs and getting the commitment from their players and and. Um, you know, we've had some successful runs. Our Special Olympics team won the, the basketball state championship back in February. And, you know, just the excitement. And, you know, last night at our volleyball senior night, one of the, the questions was, what was your favorite moment from high school? And one of the players put that it was when our state championship uh, Special Olympics team won the basketball. Uh, and just, you know, we were down by two and, and one of the players had a three-pointer at the buzzer to win. Uh, and, and just, you know, it's the excitement of, of seeing that, you know, it's, it's not only being the athlete, but being the spectator and supporting your, your classmates. Uh, so our, our coaches have, have come a long way and are, are working, you know, towards a common goal of, of you know, building respectful programs that kids want to be a part of and, and I, I've been excited to be a part of it. Uh, that's great to hear as you know you know firsthand you know great coaches uh, you know lead to great programs. Um, talking about the program um, I always ask our ADs you know what's your favorite part of the job and uh, of course they answer the kids and, and it should be the kids you know uh, if you don't care about kids you shouldn't be in this business but uh, beyond the kids, what are some of uh, your favorite uh, aspects about being the athletic director at Plant City High School? What gets you excited about coming to work each day? Well, you know, I, I I just love this this community. You know, they support our students. They support our school. Um, you know, we we're pretty fortunate to have you know the local businesses that you know if there's a want or a need that they're willing to step up and help out, um, you know, that 
it, it's not the same thing every day. You know, when I when I worked construction, you knew you were you were building a house or you were roofing a house or whatever it was. Uh, with with this job, you you come in, you have a plan in your mind, or you might have a, a, a to do list, uh, but it's never the same at the end of the day because uh, you know something's come up with this teacher, or that student, or something here on the facility. So it, it's it's changing and it's being able to adapt to that and uh, manage all of it and keep everyone happy through the whole process. And it's not easy. Uh, I'm sure all of you know that if you've been in this for any time, you know, there's, there's always something, uh, but it's listening to the parents, you know, having those conversations and you're right. I think a lot of people are going to say it is about the kids and, and everything. Um, I, I really enjoy watching the, these students, you know, play, but having the opportunity to sign those letters of intent and go on to play. And that's always fun to, to talk with them when they come back. You know, we've, we've had some number of recruits over the years go on and play at different levels of college. And um, it, it's, it's been exciting. Oh yeah. The uh, signing ceremonies uh, are always uh, fun parts of the year. Well, Tim, this has been great. I've got a chance to get to know you um, uh, the last couple of years with board of directors, but it's been great hearing your story, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. And we've already mentioned you're an experienced AD, but my challenge to you right now is you're going to be sending out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox, what three items are going to go in Tim Leesburg's athletic director toolbox? Um, I think one of the first things is, you know, you're going to have to go in and listen. You know, you've got to listen to the coaches that you have on campus. You've got to listen to your administrators that you're working with, your teachers, your players, and your parents are probably the most important one. Um, you know, you've got to make sure your parents are supportive of, of what you're doing. Um, if they have concerns or questions, are you listening and, and addressing them? Um, you know, it's, it's not always easy. People want to try and give an answer right away, but it's being able to, to truly listen to what the questions are and try and um, find a resolve to each piece that uh, is a win-win for, for both sides, whether it's the parent, the student, you know, the school, uh, you know, you've got to make it a success story for everyone. Um, oh, probably the second thing would be, you know, you, you've got to have a, a calendar. And if, if it's your phone that you, you've got where it pops up the reminders for you or your computer, uh, you've got to know when your events are in, Try to balance that schedule so you're not booking, you know, two events out on your football field or two events on your your gym floor or in your auditorium. You know, you're not running out to a nice outside organization if your art or your drama department has a play going on. Um, you know, so it's being organized on that side with the calendars, and it's one calendar. It's not multiple. There's multiple on that one so that you can keep track of it. Um, 
probably the last one is, is having someone that kind of, you know, early on in this podcast, you talked about who are those mentors or people that you talk to. It's, it's having someone that you can do that with. And, you know, I, I've been pretty fortunate enough. So there's 28 high schools in Hillsborough County. Um, so there's 28 of us that we can reach out to and talk to. And we've got Lannis as the county athletic director. Um, even some of the athletic directors that have moved on to other roles. You know, I mentioned Donnie Peak earlier. You know, I can still pick up the phone and talk to him and he'll, he'll help, help me answer questions and, and listen and bounce ideas off him. Um, you know, so it's having somebody that has been in it a little bit that, that can listen to what you're asking and, and see somebody's been through it and you know it's we always say don't recreate the wheel it's try and do what what other people are doing and you may have to modify a little bit but um you know you can't you can't just keep all this to yourself and try and figure it out there's there's people who've done it a long time and have had some success and it's trying to figure out a combination of those that's going to help you be successful yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned listening. Um, I just look at myself. It took me way too long to find that tool, uh, but it was so, so helpful once I was able to uh, start using it. And uh, again, the mentoring, the networking, Donnie Peak. Donnie's great. Donnie was my uh, partner at uh, the national uh, NIAAA uh, Cornhole uh, Tournament. Uh, we didn't win, but uh, you know we we had a good time. You can blame the loss on Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, again, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. Continued success uh, this season and this year at Plant City High School. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, absolutely. To our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Remember, these episodes are also available on the Educational AD FIAAA YouTube site. Thanks again for listening.